Welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor and I'm riding alone today. Jenna unfortunately has some sick kiddos at home and as parents we all know how that goes. Someone has to stay home with them. So I'm very happy to be welcoming an amazing guest with us today. I have Renee Sharon on the show with me today. Renee is with Shelter Movers. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So first things first, what is Shelter Movers? question to start with. <laughs> um, Shelter Movers is a nonprofit organization that provides moving and storage services to survivors fleeing abuse. We collaborate with local business and community partners to ensure that survivors have a safe and dignified way of leaving their abusers. Excellent. Now where did this idea come from? Um, it first started in 2016. Our founder and CEO, Marc Hull-Jacquin, um, was on parental leave with his second daughter and he saw a gap in the social safety net for survivors uh, before and after they, they go into shelters who often have a two-bag policy, they can't store their belongings with them, and so many other um, details that, that make fleeing an abuser much more difficult. So he and a few friends started renting uh, trucks on weekends and evenings and just doing this out of the goodness of their hearts and it really took off from there. So since then, that was in 2016, since then we've expanded to uh, six other cities. We've completed nearly 5,000 moves thanks to the help of our 2,000 incredible volunteers and we're moving on average 135 survivors every month. Whoa. Yeah. That is, those are some big numbers. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Okay, so um, what is your role in the in the company? Um, so I'm the expansion specialist, uh, originally from Ottawa, where is where I started volunteering with shelter movers. I had a full-time job, I had a dog at home, I was pretty busy, but there was a place for me to volunteer within the organization. So I've been with them for about five years now, and uh, uh, about a year, almost a year now, um, there was... Um, uh, it was Jeanette Pitzpah-Taylor who first reached out to us and said, we need this service in Moncton. Mm -hmm. So we began doing a bit of research. Um, we built a partnership with the YWCA here, and then I moved here in March um, to oversee the expansion of the uh, latest and greatest, the Greater Moncton Chapter. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's incredible. Well, as an Ontario person to another Ontario person, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can understand why I couldn't pronounce your last name properly. And your whole life you were saying everybody just said Sharon. That's right. It's an Ontario thing. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably get it correctly now that you've moved to a bilingual province. We'll yeah, see. That's we'll right. See. Not, not for me, but anywho. <laughs> so let's talk more about the expansion here to Moncton um, because Jeanette is absolutely correct. This is 100% something that is needed in our area. Um, I was reading some stats about um, New Brunswick mm -hmm. and there is an awful lot of uh, domestic violence survivors in our province, correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. So um, when we were still in the research phase to see if Moncton would be a feasible chapter for us, uh, we saw that New Brunswick is actually the province with the highest murder-suicide rate, um, where two-thirds of all the women uh, murdered were still living with the accused at the time of their deaths. And what that tells us is a service like Shelter Movers that grabs them, their kids, their pets, and all of their belongings um, and gets them out safely, accompanied by security, um, could have helped them in those situations to get out on time before it escalated to that level of violence. Okay, okay. So you, you go in and you help them pack everything and go. How many volunteers are on a single job site? Um, typically a move is anywhere between two and six volunteers. We have different levels of moves and after completing almost 5,000, I think it's a pretty well-oiled machine at this point. 
We also categorize all our moves uh, depending on risk because nothing is more important to us, not only the, the safety of our client, but also of our volunteers. Um, so yeah, uh, typically it's about four and it takes about four hours as well to move a client. Okay, and for someone that wants to volunteer, my guess is there's probably uh, a pretty big vetting system that they have to go to because you would have to be properly prepared to deal with some crazy situations if need be, right? A hundred percent. So I will note that in all of the moves that we've done, we've never had uh, an incident of physical violence or physical incident. Um, so I think the measures that we put in place have been working so far and will continue to work, of course. Um, so all of our volunteers do go through an onboarding process that starts with um, an interview. Uh, making sure that they're the right kind of people that we want for, for our team and, and also interacting with our clients. Um, they have to complete a police records check and uh, attend a trauma-informed orientation session. Um, and all of this, we, we, um, we help the, the volunteer candidates at every step of their, their journey um, in the onboarding process as well. But in return, they also get an extremely rewarding experience. Uh, for the ones who are movers, it's a great way to get a little bit of exercise. There is nothing more satisfying than Tetrising all of the belongings into a storage unit. That's very so satisfying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also offer uh, counseling services from a third party um, to our volunteers, again, just because of the, the work that we do. Okay. So you take everything, you move someone, where are you moving them to? Um, it depends on the clients and where they are on their journey to a life free of violence. Sometimes uh, we are taking uh, their belongings and themselves out of the abuser's home, and that's typically when we'll have security involved. Um, sometimes they're already at a shelter, so we're getting them out of the shelter, and sometimes they just have stuff in their storage unit, especially these days uh, their, their uh, winter stuff is still in the storage mm -hmm. unit, so we'll accompany them to go get it. Okay. So, so there's different levels. Um, and different uh, periods of time that we may be asked to help them and we may also see a client more than once as well. Right, okay, yeah, exactly. There's sometimes many steps to, to the move, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, and, and do they, like, are you moving them into apartments that you've helped to find for them or um, other homes that, like, you know, if they're moving back in with family or, or what have you, do you help them find the place to go? Um, so Shelter Movers is very transactional in that our bread and butter is moving in storage. Okay. There are plenty of community organizations that already uh, have systems in place to find safe housing. Here in Moncton, for example, we're working with YWCA, Crossroads mm -hmm. for Women, and Harvest House Atlantic. Um, and uh, they reach out to us typically towards the end of the uh, survivor's journey. Okay. Um, and we're helping them just make sure that they get to that new housing situation, a family members, the shelter, what have you, uh, safely. Okay, excellent, excellent. So I just, I love this so very much. And so you came down here and decided to get things moving. You said March, right? That since you've been down That's here. Right. And how have you found things? Um, I mean, it, this is such a situation where you don't want to be like, is it picking up? Like, you know, like, <laughs> are the numbers high? That's not really what I mean. But um, I, like you said, you're working with um, the YWCA mm -hmm. and Harvest House <clears throat> and Crossroads. Um, were they very welcoming? To your assistance. Yeah, absolutely. So just those three referral agencies alone, and they're called referral agencies because we don't take personal referrals. We do okay. collaborate with existing services. Um, so those three referral agencies have estimated needing our services up to 25 times a month, 
which is immense considering yes. the size of the population especially. Um, and once we have enough funding and enough volunteers, we'll be able to expand our reach as well. Uh, we've already had preliminary discussions with like Beau Séjour en Chidiac, Magma, Ensemble, um, and some other community organizations that could benefit from this service. Okay, excellent. That was my next question, is if you were working with Beauzeur, that's someone that we like to talk to mm -hmm. all of the time. They're doing amazing things there as well, and I can see an amazing collaboration mm -hmm. between the two of you for sure in the future. Uh, okay, so my next question is um, one that um, I guess my next question would be, do you service just Moncton, or are we talking Shediac? Uh, Grand Parishois, Sackville yeah. kind of idea. Okay. No, that's a great question. So uh, shelter movers policy is typically moving a survivor within an hour and a half radius of city center. Okay. Um, so somewhere in like Toronto and Montreal, uh, that limits you to usually Toronto or Montreal. Mm -hmm. But here in Moncton, we have that benefit where an hour and a half gets you pretty far, yeah. um, especially into rural communities, which do see a higher level of uh, domestic violence, firearm ownership, and access to less services as well. So we're looking forward to being able to assist those survivors. That's excellent. Yeah, and you're right because an hour and a half, and you're almost entirely through the whole province, <laughs> which is which is fantastic. So, is there? Because um, obviously in Ontario you have a bunch of different branches. Do you think in the future there could be consideration for one up north as well, just so we can cover the entire province? Yeah. So uh, that's what we call um, extensions. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, our way that we have found to be the most effective to serve a broader population. So in our Nova, sorry, in our Nova Scotia chapter. Uh, we started out in Halifax mm -hmm. um, and we recently opened up an extension in the Annapolis Valley Correct. and in South Shore, which is allowing us to serve 60% of the province right now. Um, so I think that Greater Moncton is going to be our first stop um, and I envision us also having extensions in St. John, Fredericton, Miramichi and Edmonston Excellent. to eventually be able to ensure that every survivor has access to these services. That's amazing. That must make you feel so good in your role with the with the uh, charity. This is the best job I've ever had. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I'm very lucky, especially uh, moving here only in March, to having been so accepted and welcomed by the community, but also as a Franco-Ontarian, so a minority linguistic person coming here and I um, have gotten along very well with the Acadians as well. <laughs> yeah. Good people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I feel like Moncton, um, because even though we're still a city, it still has that small town kind of vibe, right? And people want to help people. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So before moving here again in the, the research phase, we found that Moncton was called by Reader's Digest the most caring community in Canada. What? Fun fact, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that's definitely the impression that I've gotten since coming here as well. Everyone is very engaged, everyone knows everyone, um, and it still kind of has that vibe of like, you look to your neighbor to make sure there's smoke coming out of the chimney every morning, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And and like you said, it's, it's also a great way to get connected to the right people to make sure that the right people know about your cause and your organization. Lucky for us, this show plays throughout the entire province, which might, you know, um, help you in getting things open in Miramichi and Bathurst mm -hmm. and et cetera um, yeah. as, as uh, they're needed, which again is, you don't want them to be needed, but. <laughs> That's right. That's often what I hear about our services. It's, it's unfortunate that you need to exist, but mm -hmm. I'm happy that you do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's gratifying for you and for the creator as well to know how many lives you potentially are saving. That's exactly it. Yeah, this is a life-saving service. 
Um, I believe that is the missing puzzle piece in uh, the existing services in the community already. You know, like Crossroads, YW, Harvest, everyone does such incredible work and they're always opening up new programs. But I was speaking to Crossroads just a few weeks ago and I was telling them like, your social workers, it is uh, better value for you to be sitting down with your clients and making the escape plan or contacting the lawyers or doing whatever it is that you do. Whereas our expertise lies with the moving and storage um, so they can stay with their clients and not move them because sometimes the social workers would get up and start moving oh, people yeah. just because it was needed but that's where we step in and we can take that on. That's amazing yeah if you can give them more time to work with this client mm -hmm. and hopefully um, you know help the client make the right decisions for the future as well. I think that that's you're doing so many things to lighten the load for so many people and then in turn help so many people as well. Lighten the load. I don't think that was a pun on purpose, but I liked it. <laughs> That's a good point. But I like that you said that. That's exactly it. We're helping the, the clients empower themselves. They are uh, the author of their own story. They're the ones calling the shots on the move of what we move, when we do it. Um, and it's whenever they're ready and they're calling the shots and we're just there to lift the heavy boxes. Mm -hmm. And the children that are involved in this will remember that. Mm -hmm. You know, and someday maybe they're the ones that they grow up and they help people because you help them. Yeah. That's are you going to tear up on me? No. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful sentiment but it's true because uh, studies show that when a child is exposed to um, trauma or abuse they are more likely to uh, continue inter intergenerational uh, domestic violence as mm -hmm. well um, so the sooner that we can get the children out of that situation as well the lower are the chances that they will continue doing that in their lives as well mm -hmm. um, and that's definitely an issue that we've seen during the pandemic uh, it's what we refer to as the shadow pandemic now where survivors were quite literally trapped in their houses with their abusers mm. um, when everyone was isolated they had less recourse to uh, certain resources um, the children who were going to school before were maybe more exposed to the domestic violence at home so there was a lot of factors that just made the pandemic especially difficult uh, for survivors living with the abusers oh, I can't even imagine mm -hmm. so so great the work that you're doing uh, so if I was someone that wanted to volunteer I can lift heavy boxes where do we start um, so the best way to start is visiting our website, which is sheltermovers.com. Um, we also have an email that you can contact us directly, volunteermoncton at sheltermovers.com. Um, and I'll also note that we need people of all skills and backgrounds to do many, many things. So okay. of course we have the people on the day of the moves who interact with clients and lift the boxes, drive the trucks. Uh, we all, but we also have administrative roles. So like I mentioned, I started as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. I had a full-time job and I was a move coordinator. So my job was writing the itinerary, renting the truck through our online system and sending the itinerary to the movers. So on the day of the moves, they knew what they had to pick up and where they were going. Beautiful. We also have roles that um, people to uh, write grant applications for us or monitor our social media or uh, monitor the inboxes for when the referral agencies contact us. So there's many, many different roles. All of them are very flexible and I encourage anyone to just reach out so we can have a chat mm -hmm. and see what would fit them best. That's a very good point. And I, I can imagine um, these days, and maybe you'll find this on the East Coast, but everybody's got a big truck. So 
<laughs> do you also let people use their own vehicles? Um, so we have national partnerships with uh, vehicle and truck rental agencies uh, where we typically on a move will have a vehicle, pass uh, uh, sorry, a passenger vehicle and a truck. Okay. And the reason that we don't want our, uh, sorry, our volunteers to be using their personal vehicles is for security reasons. Right. We wouldn't want the abuser to start following them. Um, knowing their license plates, the make and model of the car. So we always use rentals. Okay. We also refund all of our volunteers for the gas that the trucks use. Uh, so we are so thankful for incredible volunteers who are already giving their time that we don't want them to also doing out-of-pocket expenses. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you had mentioned um, your website and social medias to track you down. Can we give those one more time? Our website is sheltermovers.com. Uh, for volunteering, you can reach out to volunteermoncton at sheltermovers.com. And we're also on Facebook, Shelter Movers Greater Moncton. Amazing. Thank you for bringing this service here. Again, sadly, a province that desperately needs it. And I can just see already the lives that you're going to be changing. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> anytime. Let us know anytime you want to come back. That's today's show. We'll see you next week on the Pickle Planet Podcast.